0: Love burgers and Pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat, yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos
1: with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo Mayo or Dryo. Hot sauce for barbecue,
0: straight from Ohio. Homemade Coleslaw, Fox Washington Market. Junky Blue Cheese Range and some five star bread. Only one's hummus.
1: Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter Bogdanovich.
0: And my name is Rebecca Shaw. <laughs> what is that? You don't know who Peter Bogdanovich is. No.
1: You're so young.
0: <laughs> Beck
1: together at last. On Valentine's Day. Together forever. On on it's you know what? It's it's February 14. It's Young Love. The most romantic day of the year, V Day, Veterans Day. <laughs> um <laughs> And and we're together. Who would have thought? Certainly, I didn't hope to be. (laughs) I really, like every Valentine's Day, I think, well, next year will be my year.
0: I don't think Valentine's Day is, I prefer, everyone should just do. Do you
1: say not important more clearly? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone should just do Valentine's Day and be done with it. That's my opinion. You know what I don't
1: like? And you are in a relationship. I am not in a relationship,
0: which I'm fine with. (laughs) Um,
1: but I, I hate the couples who say like, she'll go, well, Sean and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because every, every day, day is Valentine's Day for us. <laughs> Fuck off. Bullshit it is. <laughs> what rubbish. I don't know. It's a sad Valentine's Day Why? because it's our first Valentine's Day where Charles Manson and his fiance oh. are in a
0: relationship. Love is dead, you guys. I was sad when Will, and Arnett, and Amy Paula broke up, but then I didn't think I could get sadder, but I could. <laughs> but what was
1: she going to get him for Valentine's Day anyway? Like oh. a second swastika on his forehead? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you get the man who has everything and a swastika on yeah, his forehead, including? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but um, what? I heard something. Come on, <laughs> God, such Charles Mansons here. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> I-, I thought I heard like a.
1: Which is how Charles always contacts me. (laughs) He's got like the
0: he's like Voldemort, but his dark mark is the Nazi symbol on his forehead. That every you've got one on your forearm that burns.
1: (laughs) Beck, we're here um, today, uh, parked outside Julianne Moore's house. Yes, um, engine running. Don't be afraid, Julianne.
0: No, we're just you know we're supporters.
1: Did I I think I said last episode? It's like we're stealing her Wi-Fi. (laughs) Like my cousin used to, park outside people's houses and uh, steal their Wi-Fi. Didn't I tell you about this? No. I'm sure I discussed it the very last episode. I don't think so. My cousin, um, Doug, on my dad's side, of course. Doug. yeah, Doug. He um, used to drive um, around suburbs and he had some kind of Wi-Fi scrammed or he looked for people with their Wi-Fi unlocked or something and used to bludge off their Wi-Fi. Just used to sit outside their house with his laptop.
0: That's incredibly creepy. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're doing here. (laughs) Why didn't... Well, I guess now you can go to like a McDonald's or a library or everywhere in any city. Like you do
1: all the time.
0: I go to libraries, yes. Yeah. I'm not apologizing for that.
1: And you sit in cafes for way too long. We're having an (laughs) intervention today.
0: (laughs) I'm doing work. Yeah. It's fine. They love it.
1: Speaking of Julianne Moore. Yes. Hashtag... It's time for Julie. It's time. It's time for Julie. It's time for Oscar. It's time. Yes, it's time. Oh, it's time. <laughs>
2: it's the
0: official song. Do you realise no, almost nobody will we'll get that, that reference? That reference. <laughs> Who cares? If they think that's an original composition that I've Even all the better. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we are on... Julianne Moore's side, and it's time for her to get an Oscar.
1: She I, I worked out this morning she has five Academy Award nominations. She had two in 2003, one for Best Actress and one for Best Supporting Actress, and she lost both of them. You know, usually if you are nominated twice, yeah, you'll you're going to win one of them. What rubbish. That was just fucking with us.
0: The um fact that Gwyneth Paltrow has an Oscar and Julianne Moore does not have an Oscar, just and, like, Huber Gooding Jr. has an Oscar know, and Julianne well. Moore doesn't have an Oscar... My it's goodness. infuriating. She's the one of the greatest actresses of our generation.
1: Um and it's been a 12 year break between nominations. So the last one was in 2000.
0: Oh wow, it doesn't feel like that long.
1: So apparently she's done, you know, no Academy Award worthy roles.
0: Well, I guess I thought she got nominated for Kids Are All Right, but that no, was Annette Bening. She did not. Neither, so she should have. And Annette have. Bening
1: doesn't have an Oscar either, I don't think. Anyway, anyway. she doesn't
0: deserve one as much as Julianne. No, more. and
1: I, I looked up a, it was a Variety? No, Vulture article uh, where they went through the eight Oscars that Julianne should have won. Yeah. Now, eight maybe is a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a big Julianne fan, <laughs> but they're saying she should have won for Shortcuts. Magnolia, something called Vanya on Forty Second Street, which I had never heard of. She
0: definitely should have won for Far, Far From, From Heaven. Heaven. Incredible! That, in that was movie. a definite should have won. Absolutely. Nicole Kidman should not have won.
1: And the kids are alright. I did like her, and although I know you have an issue with that movie because she has sex with a man.
0: That's not my issue with the movie. But
1: you know what? She's just making up for the fact she had that gay husband in Far From Heaven. Yeah,
0: that's true. Anyway, we don't need to go into that. Into my <laughs> issues. <laughs> we did.
1: We did see her nominated role together. It was very important that we saw it together. Um, Still, Alice. Still, Alice.
0: She was really good in it. I wasn't a huge fan of the movie itself. I
1: well, it didn't stop me from crying so much. I felt like I had needed to have a shower directly <laughs> after it. However, um, the thing I found most notable is that uh, apparently, her and Alec have the most beautiful children in the world. (laughs) There's Kristen Stewart, never Uh. looking better. Beautiful Hunter Parrish with hair to bloody, I don't know, compete with Kristen's and Julianne, in my opinion. (laughs) Incredible hair. Who's the third one? Blonde The blonde
0: lady. I don't know who she is. She's
1: very beautiful, though. The, The thing I don't understand, though, about them all being so attractive is I've always gone with that theory of... Um, two fuggos producing a really beautiful child. Yeah, and like two beautiful parents producing average-looking children. Yeah, is that not like so your well parents we'll are be... really beautiful? I mean, is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, my friend Lawrence, who's been on the show, did ask me the other day once Julianne has won her Oscar because this has been a uh, this has this has a been <laughs> this is my Italian character. <laughs> this has been a very long, uh, arduous uh, campaign for us. Um. And once she wins, like, who are we going to turn our attention to? Like, who's oh, going to be the new person who, that we, who we wave the flag for, so to speak? And mm. I think it should be Laura Dern or Viola Davis.
0: Laura Dern's nominated, isn't she?
1: She's nominated, but I mean, winning one.
0: Yeah, but if, what if she wins, then you. She won't win. Oh, who will, Trisha win? Arquette will win? I will win this year. I don't know. Before. I don't really care about Laura Dern winning an Oscar. She hasn't been in that many good movies. She's an incredible. She's actress. good in TV, yeah, but she doesn't necessarily deserve an Oscar. She does. No. Um, oh, look at this back and forth we're having. <laughs> I'm just. We've we
1: really hit the ground running this year with this podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of who I. I think Kristen Stewart does. No, she, <laughs> she's barely been alive. <laughs> Yeah. What fine. a load of rubbish. I mean, there are people
1: like Glenn Close who doesn't have an Oscar.
0: Yeah, she should,
1: for sure. Or Albert Nobbs. Albert Nobbs, too. Even... Oscars.
0: ...I think she will win, yeah, yeah. The Oscars this year, it's so many white dudes doing stuff. It's so boring. Oh, my it God. I did.
1: I did see Selma last weekend, and I yeah. enjoyed it very much. Can you believe the director of Selma is not nominated for an Oscar but Rita Ora is <laughs> No I Rita can't. Ora is nominated for best original song. Rita Ora is an Academy Award nominee. What was Samantha Jade not available <laughs> that
0: day? Poor Rita. Um but yeah, it's like the the best picture nominees are like white guy drumming, white guy aging, white guy being a birdman. Like, okay, we get <laughs> and it. I liked all of those Stephen movies Hawking. except for Birdman so much. I don't care if you like them. White guy sniping. And
1: I think like, you would like some of them as well.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm sure some of them are really good and amazing movies. I'm just overall bored to fucking tears by only these sort of movies. But, but the sort of
1: movies that like. I mean, the Selma this year—they don't have big Oscar campaigns behind them. That's the difference. These movies have money to have big Oscar uh, campaigns. Yeah,
0: and that's a big—that's an indication of a I wider know. problem as well, which is also boring know, and terrible. Anyway, um I hope Big Hero Six wins.
1: <laughs> oh, and as if there's a wider character on fucking movies this year—that big white character, <laughs> big but white the, fluffy man. The supporting is. cast
0: is Asian oh. and. People of colour and, and can women. I, can, I, can I say,
1: also all
0: cartoons. <laughs> yeah, but if that's how we've got to do it, then that's fine. It was really good.
1: And I'm very worried about the monologue, obviously, because it is Neil Patrick Harris hosting this year. It can't
0: be funny. It
1: can't be funny. And also, Neil Patrick Harris looks like he was sculpted by Brett Easton Ellis, if you look at his face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's a very inspired choice. But Who, who would you get?
1: Don't tell me Tina and Amy, because they're not going to do it.
0: Well, but they're considering how hard it is to make award shows funny, they do yes, a they, really amazing, amazing job. I just
1: don't think they would want to do it. It's such a bloody poison chalice. I know. We should do it. Okay. The original Hathaway and Franco. <laughs> By the way, I'm honestly I'm Hathaway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beck. Yes? I discovered uh, something a couple of weeks ago um, via my Twitter page. <laughs> And it was my penis. <laughs> and I thought, how is this on <laughs> I discovered a Kickstarter that I was very interested in because I was followed by these two comedians called Matt Harkins and Viviana Olin. And they are New York City based comedians. Heard Whoa. of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think
0: they're, they're the only two comedians in, in New, New York.
1: York yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, and I saw something on their sort of home page. By the way, they have a combined Twitter account, something you and I can consider. Oh,
0: I don't know about that.
1: So, I discovered on their Twitter page a link to this Kickstarter, and it just said, please help us fund our Tonya and Nancy <laughs> 1994 museum in our hallway. And I went to click, very interested, Now, they are trying to fund a special dedicated museum to ice skaters Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan and particularly the events of 1994 in their apartment hallway. (laughs) But before I go into what's actually on the Kickstarter page, we should explain maybe who they are. Oh. As in two Tonya and Nancy. Do you think Harding. there's
0: people who don't know?
1: Well, I think there are people who certainly are aware of their names but don't really right. know what happened or <clears throat> why. Yeah. Basically, we both watched a uh, great, um what is, what is it, ESPN? 30 for 30. 30 for 30 documentary. It's all up on YouTube. It's called The Price of Gold. Yes. Um, And it's about Tonya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan in 1994. Now, Tonya was an ice skater... Would you say from the wrong side of the track? She yeah. grew up very poor. Um, her mother sounds like a monster. Her Mother was kind of a monster, and in she she was the only person uh, doing interviews in this particular documentary uh, was Tonya.
0: current day. Interviews. Um,
1: yeah, and she is so funny and great and honest. I really did like her really? a lot. Yes,
0: okay. Compared I she to somebody Nancy crazy.
1: Kerrigan, who's like Princess Grace of boring co, she's she beautiful. Is, she is beautiful, but this is the thing. I know that's it's the problem. all like. Tonya is like rough and whatever and she was forced That's sort to of the ch- narrative that was
0: yeah. it, that's the sort of the narrative that was set up then is Certainly. that and that Tonya didn't get sponsorship and she didn't Tonya have any had attention.
1: To practice in shopping center ice rinks which I didn't even realize was a thing.
0: <laughs> but yeah, she didn't have sponsors so she had to like make her own costumes then and then the kind of organization would be like this don't you ever make your costumes yeah. again and she's like well do you have five thousand dollars for me to buy yeah. a costume but it's not but the thing is it's not Nancy Kerrigan's fault either that that's the way that it's the it's not it's the whole system and she just happens to fall into that and so she the gets the
1: perfect ideal elegant ice skater that yeah after, but that's not her fault it's the system fault have her her gowns designed by vera wang yeah Yeah mm. it's the
0: and the and they went into it's really interesting that they went into the how ice skating especially is like that because it's it's with so other sports beauty, like yeah. gymnastics and things like that, it, it's about looking graceful, but you yes. really appreciate the athleticism. Whereas in ice skating you're meant to not show that you're making any effort or That's that it's right. really difficult.
1: So on January 6th, 1994, Tonya's uh, main competitor, Nancy Kerrigan, was attacked. And <laughs> essentially, it was at this sort of practice session in Detroit for the upcoming U.S. Figure Skating Championships. And basically what happened is uh Tonya's... Husband of the time, Jeff Gallooly, <laughs> and her bodyguard, Sean Eckhart, they hired this other guy named Shane Stant to break Kerrigan's right leg so that she'd be unable to escape. So basically, uh, Nancy steps off the rink, and this is all recorded, by the way. Nancy steps off the rink, goes behind a curtain. That's when we last see Nancy uh, with her leg on. Well, they got, her leg's still on later, <laughs> technically. Um, and then... Cut to, the camera's back on, Nancy's on the floor holding her leg and she's like, what was she saying? She's like,
2: why? Why Why?
0: Why?" But I thought, looking back, because I obviously knew about the story and part of the story is that people think that, um Tonya Harding actually attacked her. Well, no. Yeah, you know, so people wrong. think that. But um I thought that her legs were broken. No. Where it's just like they were bruised. bruised and yeah. I'm like, okay, calm down.
1: <laughs> Poor diddums. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I mean obviously it, it stopped her from competing in the next thing but she still yeah. went on and was able to compete in the yeah. Olympics. So Harding won Harding her-
1: won the uh, the U.S. figure skating champions, but they both moved on to the Olympics anyway. Yeah,
0: so it only took a few weeks for her to, like, recover from bruising in her knee. I no. thought it was, like, like, obviously it's bad, but I thought it was, like, yeah. broken. And
1: all of that business came out before the 1994 Olympics. Um, and essentially, Nancy went on to skate in that Olympics and came second. And Tonya, I think, came eighth, possibly, yeah. Um, but the thing people always assume about Tonya is that she was found guilty of conspiring and everything. But Tonya was only ever found guilty of withholding information from police about, you know, knowing about it. She definitely has. I disagree. No, she definitely did. No, no, because I think her husband saw her as a bit of a meal ticket and
0: did it all behind her back. Nah, she definitely did. Oh, what
1: rubbish. You're (laughs) buying into the narrative.
0: I watched that whole thing that was basically. Did you? Did you? Yes. That was not, that was basically on her, or not on I her side. I guess I come
1: from kind of. a place of kindness. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I doubt it was her idea, and I doubt she had that much to do with yes. it, but I think she knew that something was going on. But
1: Tonya basically became number one villain of America, yeah. and terrible things happened to her over the years. Galuli divorced her, then went on to sell their wedding sex tape. Oh, he's a, what a scumbag. Bag. But I but love I love on Tonya's um, wiki page all the fun facts about, know, her, about what she's that. been doing since <laughs> she... Because she basically had to quit ice skating after yeah. the incident. But it said, um, <clears throat> A one-off promotional music event was unsuccessful when she and her band, The Golden Blades, were booed <laughs> off stage in their only performance oh. in 1995 in Portland, Oregon. In late 1996... She used mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to help revive an 81-year-old woman who collapsed at a bar in Portland while playing video poker.
0: (laughs) My favourite was from 2009. Yes. When Harding set a new land speed record for a vintage gas coupe (laughs) with a speed of 97 miles.
1: You can't say she's had, like, a boring life since. Back to the Kickstarter museum. Oh, yeah. Um... I'd like to read out a little bit of their um, Go ahead. description uh, for the museum to entice you to mm. fund it. Um, it says, Part of the museum team's research has been the realisation that everyone is either a Tonya or a Nancy. If you're thinking about it, you're a Tonya. This is, of course, made more confusing by the fact that if you immediately thought you were a Nancy, you are most definitely a Tonya. <laughs> The only real way to be Nancy is to have very long lines in your body. If you thought you were Oksana Ball, well, you aren't you just perfect? We can see right through you. (laughs) The funding goal is $75, which will be used in the creation of exhibitions, including but not limited to the enlargement of historical documents, Tonya and Nancy picks. If there is enough interest, Matt and Viviana can begin acquiring artefacts, facilitate more public access and curate grander exhibits. Now, the rewards are the best part. If you pledge $75 or more, which no one has done so far, (laughs) you get a 30-minute pass to the museum for two, plus the t-shirts, includes two Diet Cokes and a personal guided tour. Since the museum is in our apartment, we can't just let anyone from the internet upstairs unless you pay us $75 and give us your real last name so we can tell Viviana's sister your information (laughs) in case you try anything weird. (laughs) $1,500 package allows you to get married in the museum, but they do say, please don't have sex in our bathroom. Choose a higher-tier reward if that is your goal. (laughs) And the $10,000 package is the Olympic gold medal package, a weekend in the museum, guided tour, 24-pack of Diet Coke, high (laughs) tea service for four, permission to go through all of our things, (laughs) a big party at a venue with cupcakes, a DJ, following a TED talk about Tonya and Nancy given by the chief curators of the museum. (laughs) So if you have a spare $10,000, I'm very supportive of this project. Throw it their way. Take
0: Peter with you. Take me with you. I think it's already up
1: to $714 (laughs) with 19 days to go, which is
0: great. (laughs) And they wanted $75. And
1: they wanted $75. (laughs) Kickstarter. So look, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Joel Creasy, if you're listening from the jungle... Whatever charity you're doing it for, fuck that. This is more important. You know it. You know it to be true. Uh, Beck yes. there's a phenom going on. A phenomenon. <gasps>
0: phenomenon.
1: It's fifty shades of grey. Oh. It's out. It's been released into the cinema. Uh married men are going with their wives. Single women are going with their girlfriends. Weird older men are going by themselves. <laughs> Uh, I don't like Fifty Shades of Grey, and here's why. It creates the idea, or it it allows the lie to continue that straight sex can be exciting. which
0: (laughs) Everyone knows is a lie. It's a lie. But, you know, movies are about fantasy. (laughs) There has been a lot of talk about it, because transferring it from the best-selling book to the big screen, obviously there's going to be some discussion about how they've done it. Of course. And especially because the sex is so... Such a big part of it. Yes. And I was interested to see how they transferred the dialogue which is woeful oh, Woeful.
1: And I, I think from what I've heard is that they just have literally transferred <laughs> it and it is the same.
0: <laughs> um because I tried reading I don't have the book, but I tried reading some of it online. And oh, I'm wow. like, how does anyone get aroused by this? The dialogue no, is ever. so bad that I was like instantly totally um not excited.
1: What and I ask you this, um, because I heard that you're a feminist, which uh, yeah. kind of revolts me. But <laughs> what do feminists, what's the feminist reaction to this movie, if there is any?
0: Well, it's hard because, um, there's a, there's a couple of different issues going on in that there's the idea of, you know, people who are into or have kinks, BDSM, like intersect in yeah. that sort of thing, um, kind of conflating that issue with the really awful, um, message that it's sending in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's not so much a sex that people have a problem with, but the fact that he's very controlling and mi- manipulating and abusive. Like, apparently, like, the kink stuff is one thing, and you can s- – like, consent is key. Like, you can oh, have course. really healthy What's sex lives. What's your safe vibes. word? <laughs> <laughs> Peter, <take it. laughs> <Mind> Rebecca Shaw? <sure? laughs> oh, my God. Um But yeah, so you can have that sort of relationship and have it be totally fine. Of course. But the rest of the message is quite bad in how he treats her, which is different, a different issue altogether. And apparently you never, she doesn't have an orgasm in the movie. You don't see her have an orgasm. Well,
1: obviously it's not important that she orgasms. (laughs) Well,
0: I think it is in the book, but. Oh, is it? Well, she like, yeah, I don't know. The thing about, uh, you know, and I,
1: very supportive of people, you know, indulging in BDSM and slave play or whatever. Hi, mum. And uh, but I'm talking about BD Wong SM. <laughs> um, <laughs> BD
0: Wong S E U you. <laughs> but
1: leather chafes really bad. That's what I'd say to you. Guys. <laughs> Find an alternative to leather. It's hot. It chafes. At least put some talcum put some, powder yeah, under put a it. Bit of yeah, but it's a baby powder.
0: But apparently, yeah, he does, like, stalking and, you know... Uh,
1: well, I'll tell you who did have a problem with it. Who? was the Today Show's Lisa Wilkinson. Oh, movie. I did see that. Now, she called it domestic violence dressed up as erotica and, quite simply, the worst movie I've ever oh. seen. And this is coming from somebody who's married to Peter Fitzsimmons. Do so, th- let's not take her opinion as, you know... But do you
0: think he, like, takes off that um, bandana and ties her up it's a blindfold.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you who didn't have a problem with it, Rebecca. Who? Was the Germans.
0: <laughs> oh, they l- bloody love it. Now, this is
1: from the Brisbane Times. Some Germans didn't think the bondage and sadomasochistic sex scenes were all that titillating, at least for European audiences. It will be for all ages. You can even take your kids, said a man who gave his name <laughs> only as Ferdinand. Ferdinand. <laughs>
0: Can you hear the drums, Fernando?
1: And the French seemed to agree. Children as young as twelve can head to see the film after the country's film board decided Jesus. against giving it an adult certificate. France's classification president Jean-Francois Marie deemed that the movie isn't a film that can shock a lot of people. <laughs> But remember, they're probably allowed to drink in France at like 10.
0: Well, do you know what? I think to get an R rating in a German movie, you have to literally kill someone on screen. In the cinema. Yeah. (laughs) Then it's an R, but only then.
1: Um, and the film is, I think it's been banned in Malaysia, and obviously facing protests in other countries.
0: Well, that, you know what? If they're going to do that every time there's some sort of tame gay film, then good. Let straight people be banned.
1: Um, I did, I, I was interested because I saw, um, some fans of the book saying, thank goodness they left out the tampon scene. Oh, yes. So you knew about the tampon scene. I didn't know. I was like, the tampon scene? And I called my sister, who has read the book, and I said, what is the tampon
0: scene? (laughs) You didn't say anything else. She just picked up. No,
1: she picked up the phone. uh, (laughs) She said, I've broken my foot. I said, what is the tampon scene? (laughs) Um, And apparently the tampon scene, he... He asks her if she's on her period or something, and he pulls out her yeah. tampon and throws it at the toilet, and then fucks her. Yeah. And but my sister sort of told it like, and he, sh- she's very slow at telling stories. She's like, <laughs> he pulled out the tampon and then, and then there was this silence. I was like, and then, and then what? <laughs> what happened? And I immediately assumed I that he ate, ate it. Her period. <laughs> balance, uh, no. Which then, on a bus full of people, made me Google. Is it normal to eat period blood? (laughs) And thankfully, Rebecca, the very first response when you Google, is it normal to eat period blood, is a very, very helpful page known as Yahoo Answers. Ah,
0: Always good. My boyfriend and
1: I were making passionate love, and halfway through I was on my period, and there was blood everywhere. I was shocked, but he wasn't, and he ate my period blood. Should I be worried and is this normal? It's my first time. Now the line, it's my first time, worries me a great deal. Is it her first, the first time, time, on her time period, with period blood? First time having sex? Or first time him eating her period blood?
0: Be more specific, yeah. Yahoo Answers. Anyway, the
1: first response is a very, very boring one, which is like, if it's normal to you, then it's normal and oh. it's okay, but there's certain things and it's very, you know, boring. I like the other responses. <laughs> this is my favorite. It's from Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Yeah. And how many great men have you known called uh, Aaron in your life? Aaron's how, aren't they always wonderful? Always the best. Geez, why all the squeamishness? I love it. I can't think of a more intimate act. And there is nothing inherently unhealthy about eating some of her period blood. Sure, it passes through her vagina, but I love putting my tongue up there when she's not bleeding. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is there's period blood, I would have thought. Sex is not and should never be considered sterile. You're sharing bodily fluids. I love her juices, and I'm a PhD microbiologist.
0: Is this your dating profile? <laughs> he just wanted to I try. am on board with Aaron. I agree with all that.
1: You're a PhD microbiologist. Yes,
0: I agree with him. I honestly find it weird when grown men are grossed out by their girlfriend's period or discussion of yes. their period. If you fucking expect her to swallow your semen, you can deal with some period blood. This I'm is, serious. This, if, is
1: the, this is the most helpful this podcast has ever been.
0: It's true though. If you're a grown man who wants your girlfriend to swallow your semen, why should you be grossed out by her period blood?
1: Air Wiley says he might have pica. What's that? That's when you want to like
0: oh, see eat something like, like wood,
1: and you go, "I want to <laughs> taste Maybe that." Maybe he's or. pregnant. Yeah,
0: but I, 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 I am struggling with the phrase. I want like eat your period blood. Yeah. Stop saying eat. You're not Stop. like sitting out with a knife and fork and like shoveling it in your mouth. Like it's a weird line to draw to be like grossed out about yes. that particular thing when you're fine with all of the other ones. But
1: Rebecca, can I ask, is it okay for me to be grossed out by cunnilingus?
0: <laughs> well. Yes. Anyway, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I
1: think it's time for some news minute.
0: Hi, this is News Minute. I'm Rebecca Shaw. Samsung has admitted its new smart TVs may record conversations to send to a third-party provider. An emotionless lounge room dweller that always listens but never talks back? I think I found a new boyfriend for Peter Taggart. Earlier this week, Prime Minister Tony Abbott narrowly avoided a party room leadership spill, or as he referred to it, the Holocaust. A South Korean woman has had her hair ripped out after she was attacked by a robot vacuum in her own apartment. But hey, what was she wearing to provoke that vacuum? The Pope has said that it is a selfish choice for people to decide not to have children, unlike the Pope who has heaps. Chinese farmer Teo Lu has shared pictures of a pig allegedly born with a penis on its forehead. The pig sadly died just hours after its birth, before it had the chance to run for leader of the Liberal Party. Penis pig for liberal leader! Penis pig for liberal leader! Penis pig for liberal leader! Now here's what with Peter. Well, Hawaiian
1: police have arrested a man over the theft of Australian golfer Robert Allenby's credit cards. In a statement to the media, Allenby said, See, I told you I was telling the truth. P.S. I am the Zodiac Killer. After their triumphant Asian Cup win, the Socceroos have leapt 37 places in the FIFA World Rankings to 63rd place, just behind the Norfolk Island retirees and me, famous sportsperson Peter Taggart. Tennis star Carolyn Wozniacki has posed for the latest Sports Illustrated magazine swimsuit issue. It's like, hey, Sports Illustrated, where are the illustrated sports I was promised? Enough with the breasts. Show me a whimsical Quentin Blake sketch of croquet, please. And finally, penis pig for Liberal leader, and that's sport. Rebecca, we're back.
0: Hello there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: today. Thank you. I have my um,
0: period. Friendly. Do you? Yes. You haven't
1: spoken enough about periods. Yet. I know. I thought I would add
0: to Me it. in the quota. <laughs> <laughs> 50% period talk. I demanded it at the last board meeting. Um, <clears throat> Rebecca, I've brought you a present
1: round today, but oh. I won't allow you to hold it. Okay, good. Because I, I've i been back to St. George since the last podcast for yes. Christmas and New Year. It was wonderful. Thank you for asking.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and I did discover my 1999 uh, diary, my Mister Bean diary. So I would have been around nine or ten. Oh, you're so young! So young, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I discovered this uh, 1999
0: diary. I'd like to show you the cover. Um, oh,
1: please do. How would you describe it?
0: Um, it's a Mister Bean diary with. It's like a spiral. Yeah, a spiral diary with um. Stick it, Joycam stickers, whatever that is. Okay, a
1: Joycam was like, like when I, like you get instant little um photos, yeah. like a Polaroid, but they were much smaller because it was a cheaper version.
0: It's mainly stickers of Joycams and logo.
1: jump rope for heart 1999. Ah,
0: uh, good year for the jump rope. Jump rope, <laughs> jump rope yeah.
1: <laughs> the best thing about this diary is that immediately when you open it, there is a list on there that I wrote, and it is. Let me just count. 24 steps, which is very, so if I was, I was basically pioneered BuzzFeed, is what I'm saying. <laughs> now, <clears throat> it's a 24 step list on how to be funny. <laughs> and if you'll see here, um, what do you see below the B? Below
0: the B? Below
1: how to be funny in the... He- the
0: um, title. some co- kind of stain? No, not the, look up from the stain, there's <laughs> okay. a brown
1: stain, but it's... Below the B. Oh,
0: below the word B is a picture of a bee. <laughs> So
1: that's not one of the steps, but it should be. <laughs> that's it. Um, animate your words. That's an Easter, a little Easter. <laughs> that was no, That was
0: twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> animate the letters.
1: And I would, I, I'd like to pass this over to you, but I'm afraid you won't be able to read it, but I'm, yes, I'm going to take the chance. So if you could please read the 24 steps on how to be funny. And I'd like to talk afterwards if we on this podcast have followed them. So can you start with 24 and work your way Yes. Yes.
0: Um, 24. Don't recycle jokes from old TV shows. They are out of date and unfunny. <laughs> That's true. And you never do that I now. never do that, baby. Don't use... 23, don't use crap jokes like, why did the chicken cross the road?
1: Yes, yeah, stupid, <laughs> not funny. Continue.
0: 22, tell your friends about the comedy company. That's true comedy. <laughs> You're such a pretentious Couple dickhead. Of Couple of days. But also, how to be funny is tell your friends about a TV show. <laughs> yes. 21, don't... Don't tell your friends about play school. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Okay, so how come the rest of the list isn't just listing other non-comedy <laughs> programs saying don't tell them about it? Not telling someone isn't because doing a everything thing. everything else other than play
1: school is funny. <laughs> anyway, continue. Don't tell your
0: friends about Schindler's List. It's not funny. <laughs> 20. joke. 20. Joke about John Howard and Pauline Hanson. Yes. Political humour yes. early. Uh, 19, looks like 14. Wait a second. Joke about sex and cookies? They are funny? <laughs> Wait, tell me a sex and cookie joke. <laughs> why? Not about crossing the road, that's not funny. No, <laughs> it doesn't go into okay.
1: Why did, why did the vovo, sorry, how did the vovo get iced?
0: I don't know.
1: With semen on it. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Okay,
0: that's a good one. (laughs) Eighteen. God, you're an annoying little shithead. Eighteen. Joke about dumb kids. (laughs) In brackets, it only works if you're smart. And you're, by the way, (laughs) is wrong. wrong. So it didn't ever work.
1: Uh, see, that that was that was the beginning of me joking about myself.
0: Yeah, sure. Seventeen I was,
1: uh, just, just to clear it up, I was very smart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Joke about Grace Woof, a bitch, <laughs> is really funny. Georgina too. She was my year five girlfriend.
1: Who Which one, Grace? Me. Grace was the one who I dated and then she dumped me for a boy named William and I was heartbroken, and I told her to give me all the presents I had (laughs) given her back to me, and then she did in a green bag. It was very
0: good. (laughs) Um, What kind of jokes did you tell about Grace? Like, you're not an amazing Grace. Grace, you're a slut. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. It's like MRA humor. 16, don't tell joke that Grace tells. (laughs) So how to be funny is not to tell her joke. That's good. You don't want to steal her. Uh, Fifteen, bum humour. Bum
1: humour. It's still good.
0: <laughs> humour is spelled. wrong.
1: I'd like to say, <laughs> if this show is anything. It's about it's bum
0: humour. Humour is spelt wrong, so your okay. smart right, thing is right, good. All right, dumb kids, yeah. Fourteen, joke about the principal. Mm, classic. Good ones. Thirteen.
1: <laughs> How old were you? I was nine or ten.
0: Thirteen. Just says rooting, Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is different from sex and cooking.
0: <laughs> Twelve, don't tell jokes twice. Mm. Well, you've not done that one. No, the yeah, rest of your life. My life. Eleven, get dirty jokes from mum and dad. Yes. Oh. Ten, look at Playboy jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To say
1: there was never a Playboy in our <laughs> house ever.
0: Why? Nine. Joke about s- circumcise? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you have had some real, um, like, you seemed a bit obsessed with sex and dicks.
1: Um, have you ever met a nine or ten year old boy? <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. Eight. Political matters. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Rude cartoon. Mm. Mm, that's a good one. Six. Mad mags. Mad mags. I Mad, love magazines. Mad magazine. Yeah. Ever tried the folding, guys. Yeah, great. Mm. These are also not ways to be funny, just <laughs> listing things you like. Five. Cricket and sport. Mmm. How about is that them? a way to be, if, uh, yeah. four. Tax jokes. Tax jokes. What the
1: fuck? Tell me a famous, cha- tell me your
0: favorite tax joke. <laughs> <laughs> you are so weird. Three. Dick humour. Mm, different from bum humour. I think
1: we'll all agree.
0: Two. Fanny? Yeah. <laughs> are, are these jokes about Ina Blyton books? Dick and Fanny <laughs> jokes? Number one, don't use jokes that William would yeah, use.
1: fucking William. <laughs> Disgusting. Spell
0: and then you've woman. got... <laughs> Next to this is a picture of boobs yes. that you've drawn with seven ha's.
1: I think I turned it into a face. or a, Yeah, I turned it into a face because I was afraid someone would discover the book. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that's amazing. So, that's the rules of how to be funny. But uh, this book is filled with um, other little treasure troves. Um and also things that I'll never show you because you already have a low enough opinion of me to be fair. No. Um, this is a nice one. Um, I like to just like it was a bit of a collage these diaries as well. I included uh thoughts on Adam Sandler and Mike Myers. Oh. I was very obsessed with Mike Myers. Right. And by uh, Mike Myers, I put Austin rules, baby. Yeah. <laughs> My God. And then there's Austin posing for one of those um. <laughs> Campaigns for milk, where he has the, where he has the milk mustache. You know, remember those ads? Yes. And Austin um,
0: rules, baby. Yeah. And so, so
1: there's a picture of Austin with his milk mustache, and beside oh. it says, "Milk's my bag too, baby. Yeah."
0: <laughs> um, so that's good. He's such a cool kid. Uh God. Oh,
1: who's in the news lately? Oh. Merv Hughes. Oh,
0: that's current as well. It's all come back. I
1: used to really like doing acrostic poems. Yeah. This one is for Merv, who came to our school. Merv is a
0: famous cricket player in Thank Australia. You. Yes,
1: he is. Um, here's an acrostic poem for Merv. M, macho. Oh. E, epic. R, really cool. <laughs> v, very big. <laughs> e, entirely fat. <laughs> Um, this one just has the lyrics of Sometimes by Britney Spears. Oh, on that's it.
0: good. And then you've got no maths with maths crossed out yeah. next to it.
1: Um, I also have my math test score. It says 90 out of 100, pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I wanted to be a, a journalist quite right. early, um, unlike now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did want to be a journalist back in 1999. And this is dated 15th of the 9th, 1999. September 1999, after that, just in case you didn't understand. <laughs> and this one says, My dream job is a reporter. My first story is the great truth. Luke punched Jamie B because he said his sister has cancer and she is going to die. Oh, my God. Now for Jamie O'Brien's side of the story.
0: <laughs> and it has reporter Peter
1: Taggart and then in capitals the truth. I have followed through with this story for two days. I have found Jamie guilty of the charges set against him on the 15th of the 9th, 1999. He is found guilty of starting the fight and calling names to Luke's sister that has cancer. Luke's parents are split up thanks by Peter Taggart.
0: (laughs) So you were on the case for two days. I was on the case for two days. I also like that you've... Um decided the charges...
1: Of the charges set against This is a good one. 30th of the 10th, 1999. Okay, I haven't written for 10 days, but today is Saturday and a lot has happened. I am reading a book called The Diary of Anne Frank. Oh. It's about a Jew who has to hide in the attic during World War Two. They were so horrible to the Jewish people, typical... <laughs>
2: Um,
1: (laughs) uh, I have a credit in my English competition and in my math competition. I had swimming with Di Francisco today. Cool. Um, Now I am watching Emparja News. The referendum is coming up soon and Payne Stewart, in brackets, a golfer, has died in a plane crash. It's important because he has an Australian wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's certainly onto to the media sh- very early on.
1: Um, he was also a very nice person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, I love – I wish everyone kept their diaries. I,
1: I, you know what? I love old Peter and I wish I was more like him. Do you want to see a picture of what I looked like at the time? Yes. This is me at one of my birthday parties up the top. And what's the caption?
0: Danny from Greece with, with an arrow, arrow to you. Yes, <laughs> that you drew. Yeah, yeah. Did you love Danny from Greece? You I'm thought you looked like him. Danny from Greece. Is it because you're wearing a denim jacket and yes, a black shirt? Correct.
1: Danny from Greece.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Who could have ever thought that you would turn out to be gay? The
1: question remaining is, Rebecca, do you think I show this to my psychologist? <clears throat>
0: Well, what are you trying to achieve? Like, this is just your origin story. <laughs> this is like, yeah. no, it's just, it's really sweet and. um.
1: Well, to be fair, I didn't allow you to see the rest of the diary and you never would.
0: Why? I, d- I need to. It gets a
1: little blue.
0: That's fine.
1: And it gets a little MRA.
0: Oh, you hate No, them, not man. so
1: much. No, I just hated Grace Worth because she broke my heart.
0: Just because someone breaks your heart doesn't mean you and get to hate them. gay, that one woman.
1: <laughs> never trust them again. Saving never, Grace. And I never have.
0: Well, thanks, Grace. I wouldn't be friends with you if you were straight. Actually,
1: all gay men should thank Grace, yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you, yeah, Grace. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freestyle. Straight from the top of my dome. Rebecca, you came to me this
2: week. And
1: said I, I came to you, yeah, I didn't said think I need so. you. You came to me, you're at my door, your hair was dripping wet. Um, you were in your nightgown and you said I need you and I said, no. But I said, do you have a suggestion for the film that we can watch this episode? And you did. And it's one of <clears> the <throat> first times I think I've ever taken your advice of what to watch. I <laughs> don't Surely think it was I my... like to decide. <laughs> um, and it should have been Austin Powers. But it wasn't.
0: We wanted to do something that had Julianne Moore in it. Because
1: this is the official podcast of Julianne Moore's yes. Oscar campaign. Hashtag. It's time for Julie.
0: Yes, and it had to be something that wasn't too good, so that ruled out a lot of her choices. <laughs> and this
1: is actually still all right. Yeah, it's still not bad. <laughs> um, this is The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Now, was it 1992 or 1994?
0: I think it was 1992. Yeah, 1992. <gasps> yeah. Yeah,
1: baby. It was <laughs> um, starring Julianne Moore in a supporting role <laughs> and yeah. Tuna De Mornay. Rebecca de Mornay.
0: Rebecca de Mornay.
1: Rebecca de Shawne, as I called you <laughs> yes, earlier this year. Yes,
0: that night. was very good. Uh, Thank you. And the guy in it. Though, the guy in it, There's name. a man in it as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it starts on this beautiful house, going through this house, all empty. Ah, uh, The house is stunning. Beautiful kitchen. I thought it was going to be a Nancy Myers movie, briefly. I
0: thought the exact same thing because Because we watch too many (laughs) Nancy Myers movies. But the house was so gorgeous. It was going through every room and like slowly going up the banister. It was beautiful.
1: Um, and the main woman in it, what's her name?
0: The name in the movie was
1: Claire. It's opening on a house. They're all gathered in the kitchen. It's, uh, the husband who cares, Claire and their child, Madeline Zema. From the nanny,
0: I know it said introducing Madeline Zima, and I, yeah. I was thinking, how old could she have been? She's, she's like a um, Matilda light. She's very Matilda. Yeah, she is.
1: Um, the first thing that we really see is Claire is startled by the appearance of a black man in her yard.
0: Yes, she's. She's like, ah, oh, coloured, <laughs> which is lovely. It pretty much is that, and then he's, she's like, he's.
1: He's the person that they've sent over. Yeah. So it's giving like house jobs for uh, uh, mentally disabled people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's come to build a fence. He
1: has. Yeah. Meanwhile, Claire is pregnant and she goes to her gynecologist. And the gynecologist is the creepiest man in the world and mm-hmm. he says, um, we're going to check out this baby and then uh fondles her
2: breasts. Yeah.
1: Because maybe he thinks – ba- let's give him – look, he's a male doctor. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he thought the ma- baby was in there. Who knows? <laughs> he's like, where is this baby? Yeah, where is this? <laughs> he's like, not in here. Oh, they're twins. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's basically uh, sexual assault. Not,
0: not as funny. No. It is sexual assault. <laughs>
1: only you – On this show, where we take the piss out of things, only you would recommend a movie where the second scene is a sexual assault. I didn't know
0: about that part of the movie. I was horrified. (laughs) When it, um, started, I was like, what is going on here? I'm disturbed by this. But Claire,
1: she's sexually assaulted by him. He Uh, takes
0: off his glove and like he, it's really very intimate and gross. And actually, I was reading the message boards after and there was a lot of people being like, um, what did the doctor do that was so bad? And like, he just performed a necessary th- and like no, all these people say. And it was, he's like, since I'm a man, I wouldn't really know where to start with the doctor molesting me nonsense. I can't understand how she would have thought that. From what we saw, it didn't look like he did anything wrong. <laughs> oh, it's his freaking job. What's he supposed to do? And I'm like,
1: not finger her. Yeah, I not molest her, um, mates. But she runs down the stairs. Obviously, obviously, she's horrified. She has an asthma attack. Yeah. Um. By the way, I don't know whether I should say it now or later. I don't believe asthma is a real thing. Let's come back what to that. What the fuck?
0: Okay. <laughs> You're like a Stevie Wonder truther who doesn't believe he's blind. Well, we'll talk about that later as well. <laughs> now, <laughs> she runs down and says
1: she ends up uh, suing him. Um, no, she doesn't sue him. Or she him. charges him. She goes, she goes to, to the, the police, police and
0: yeah. then a bunch of other women come, come and say, and, his, and then yeah. he gets, he's going to get arrested. And I'm like... Okay, first of all, you can barely get a convict, like someone arrested and convicted, if they're on camera raping you and yes. you have all the DNA evidence. I don't think a person saying, "Oh, he touched me weirdly in an examination," the, gyne- the
1: gynecologist put his fingers in the yeah, vagina. I'm
0: like, as if anything would have happened to him. He's a white yeah, doctor. Like, I but don't something think something does. All these
1: women come forward, and he's watching a story about himself. Yeah. Um. In his office late at night, and 15 seconds into that story, he
0: kills himself. Yeah. He's like, you know a- what? Wait for the whole story there. Yes. What if they say at the end? Oh, but we've just heard that he's, he's innocent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh, what an <laughs> idiot! Anyway, the doctor has a wife played by Rebecca De Mornay, who is also pregnant. Yes. She loses the baby
0: from all the stress. From all the
1: stress. And then, while she's recovering in hospital, she sees a story on the television uh, yeah. featuring Claire <clears throat> speaking about, and with her full name and everything, her face, which they always do the name.
0: victims and the story saying that other the other women yes. are suing him, but she, Claire actually is the only one that isn't suing him,
1: and she's speaking out about. She didn't what speak. Happened?
0: They just showed it. I'm pretty sure she spoke. No.
1: Well, they showed her name. Yeah, they showed her and face and her name. her face, which is something that actually can never happen no. legally. But also,
0: the um Rebecca de Mornay has lost everything because yes. they've frozen his assets. Mm. And so, she's losing her house. She has no money, nowhere to live. She's lost her baby. So, Rebecca de Mornay looks at
1: that image on the television, that sexual assault victim, and thinks, that bitch killed my husband. Yeah. Which is... You know, the usual reaction. Yeah. Um, so she sets up about a plan to go and ruin Claire's life. Rebecca de Mornay randomly turns up and says, I hear you're looking for a nanny. <laughs> she,
0: in the street. She, She's in the middle of the street. Yeah. She steps out from
1: behind a bus <laughs> and says, I hear you're looking for a nanny. Yeah. No, she overheard it in a park. Yeah. <laughs> I was eavesdropping on a conversation. In a park that I live in. I tracked down your name. Um... And Claire says, without looking at any other applicants, you're hired. Yeah. Now, don't give me any references. No. You're only going to look after my newborn baby.
0: <laughs> I think it's meant to be like she's very naive and okay. That sort of thing, like and kind she's of desperate and an idiot.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: this is six months later and the man Solomon is still building their fence. Yeah. <laughs> so he's it's having a bit of a time. slow...
1: Um, <sighs> Rebecca de Mournay is obviously not going by her real name in this because then, you know, she would... Claire would know. Yes. Uh, but, so she has invented a name, the most realistic sounding name of a real-life person, Peyton Flanders. <laughs>
0: She looks evil. Anyone that has that blonde evil. hair and the blue, blue eyes. And
1: she's she's not just their nanny, but she's their live-in nanny,
0: which is weird. Like, and they allow
1: they give her her own room in the least creepy room of the house, the basement.
0: Yeah, she's also a live-in nanny for a family where the wife is Home. always there. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a, just building a greenhouse at the back, so she'll be busy doing that.
1: I couldn't possibly look after my baby because I'm going to be. All the way in my own backyard, <laughs> which is a very small to regular-sized backyard. Peyton immediately hates Solomon. Um, is
0: Shows her real true colours to Because
1: Because uh, he drips a speck of paint on her beautiful white shirt. Instant enemy. Yeah. She's like, you... I think she says retard a couple of she times. She does. By the way, when she does call him a retard on the few occasions in this movie... I think she's so hot in this. I was like, please say that to me. You know what? She is very evil in this movie. However, childcare is so hard to come by.
0: <laughs> at, at what point
1: of her evil doing yeah. do you fire her?
0: Yeah, you have to kind of weigh up how hard it would be to get a new nanny. <laughs> like, but my thing is, as soon as she arrives, things yeah. start going wrong. Yeah. And no one—they don't put the connection together no. until like way too far along. Um, um,
1: my favourite thing that she says very early on in this movie is she says, um, I've bought this wind chime to help the baby sleep. I know. Like,
0: where did you hear that fact?
1: Bad parenting magazine? Like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> don't ever take a wind – don't give a wind chime to anyone. To anyone. No one wants a wind no. chime. As soon as she gave that to them, they should have been like, you're fired yeah, immediately. me. red flag, red flag. <laughs> um, <laughs> the most disturbing part is the fact that she starts to try to kind of – do little things to make Claire's life bad. Yes. Like she spills perfume oil on a new dress. Yeah. Um she does go into the baby's room at some point yeah. and you And she starts taking a shot yes. and
1: I immediately thought, Is she stripping for this baby? That was my th- like no. not that she was going to breastfeed this baby. I was like, Is she stripping for the baby?
0: You are a weird man. I thought, because she walks in and she has a pillow and oh. you're supposed to think that she's going to smother the oh. baby. Not strip, smother. Oh, I was too distracted. Yes. So then she puts the pillow. She doesn't smother baby. Don't worry. She just breastfeeds it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just breastfeeds this strange baby. Yes. By the way, Salma Hayek says that's fine. I do remember.
0: think it's fine in certain situations. It's wet nursing. That's what they do in a lot of um, other countries. Basically, uh, but the
1: baby turns off. His own other, mother's yeah. breast milk. That's when it gets bad, when someone secretly <laughs> breastfeeding. But to be fair, if you had a choice between Peyton's breasts and Claire's breasts, which ones are you going to choose? Claire, but I'm oh, not also not a rubbish. baby.
0: And we haven't got to Julianne Moore yet.
1: Julianne Moore's a very important part of this movie. Julianne Moore plays this posh...
0: Businesswoman. businesswoman who Power-suited. Yeah. I love it. Who used it. to go out with Claire's, Claire's husband.
1: husband. Who... We're never going to look up the name of. No. Um, he's
0: gone on to such things as, um, commercials <laughs> and three Bigfoot themed movies. Oh, good. <laughs> the trilogy the,
1: the big, trilogy. the Big, Bigfoot. The Big,
0: Bigfoot trilogy. Yeah. Um, but Julianne Moore's character, I love her. She's got like Is power she like, suits. Marlene? She's Yeah, Marlene's a great name. Oh, great. I love that. She's like smoking. She's talking shit about everyone. She's like mean. Oh, I love Beautiful it. Beautiful
1: faces. The best Bob in a film. Yeah. There's not been a cinematic Bob as good since. Peyton kind of is a bit cluey and thinks, well, you know what I'm going to try and set up next? I, look, she's ticking off her checklist. Perfume, stained dress, you know, great, check. Uh, breastfeeding the baby, check. Um, the next thing I'm obviously going to do is make out as if uh Peyton and Marlene... Are, not Peyton and Marlene. The next, I wish. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to do is make... <laughs> Marlene and Claire's husband seem as if they're having a sexual affair.
0: Yes, because they used to be... So she sets up this
1: whole thing like, let's surprise Claire for her birthday. You two go off for and the planet, and plan it. And then I'll plant the seeds of doubt in Claire's mind. Yeah. Where are they?
0: And she knows that they used to be together because yes. the little girl knows that for yeah. some reason and tells her. The little
1: girl is very chatty. She
0: is. <laughs> um, Keep your mother's secrets, yeah, love. Exactly.
1: Yeah. When, so, so what happens basically is she's looking through, Claire's looking through her husband's jacket that she's bringing to dry clean and finds Marlene's lighter. Now I understand Claire and Marlene being very good friend, but, uh, could you identify your friend by their lighter? <laughs> so she, she does, uh, confront her husband rather awkwardly about having an affair with Marlene, screaming, you've been fucking Marlene in front of her surprise party. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, um. Also, Solomon catches Rebecca de Mornay breastfeeding because yes. he's always looking in their windows when he's painting. Yes. <laughs> it's not creepy. No. Um, and so the worst part of the movie... Oh, awful. ...is when she plants to see that he is molesting the little girl and then plants a pair of her underwear I in his know, bike man, and they followable. find it. And they actually, like, the mother hits him and stuff, but the dad doesn't seem fazed yeah. by it at all. <laughs> Too blazed to be phased. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, that was really mean and it sad. Was, and yeah. he gets sent yeah, back Rebecca to the home.
1: he's not a nice character. By the way, the thing I saw on the IMDb message boards was something about how Peyton's a very sympathetic character. <laughs>
0: I know, I saw that people being like Is she really that bad? (laughs) Yeah. She's like this is a this is a comment. She was very pretty, so it was hard to (laughs) hate. And it wasn't fair for her assets to be frozen. She did nothing wrong. What is wrong with you people? But Marlene knows what's up. Marlene
1: uh, is a this real estate so agent. Dumb. Right? This part is so, so dumb. <laughs> Marlene is a real estate agent. She has all these yeah. houses up for sale on her yeah. desk, printed out in black and white. Marlene sees the uh, doctor's house, Dr. Mott, who uh, she knows who killed himself. is the doctor that uh, sexually assaulted her friend Claire. Yeah. She's looking intensely at the uh, picture she of the house. She gets out a magnifying gets glass. Gets out a magnifying glass and spies something in the window, which is... A wind chime. The big, you know, it's the, cl- it's the classic, Rebecca Shore, it's the classic wind chime, everything, connection. Clicks, everything comes into place, you know?
0: But it's so dumb, like, she's like, a-
1: who loves wind chimes? <laughs> that bloody nanny.
0: <laughs> it's such a, you would never make that connection no. in a million years. Marlene's a genius. Yeah.
1: She goes to the library. And in her finds, power suit. In her power suit. She finds a
0: picture of, uh, micro yeah,
1: micro finds a picture of, uh, Peyton
0: at the funeral, at the funeral, very um, bad to take f-
1: pictures at a funeral. She calls Claire and she can't get on to Claire, leaves a message with the nanny, with the nanny. um, and immediately comes over to the house. Now,
0: but Wait, that's my favorite scene is when she's driving to the house. Yes. She's in her convertible. She's got a cigarette hanging out of yeah. her mouth. She's got a business power suit on. She's like, <laughs> like doing fast and furious driving. It's the best.
1: Meanwhile, Peyton back at home has rigged up the greenhouse where if you walk... <laughs> this is so fucking weird. <laughs> if you walk into the greenhouse, yeah. she's rigged it up so that the... Glass at the top of the greenhouse will slam shut and smash.
0: Mm. So. It's meant for, what's her name, Claire? So
1: when Marlene gets to the house, Peyton says, of course you can speak to her. She's out in the greenhouse.
0: Very clever.
1: She walks into the greenhouse and then she is killed by falling glass, (laughs) which is a horrible way to die. Claire comes home. (sighs) discovers Dead Oh, wait, she
0: empties out all her asthma things. Oh, yeah. She,
1: I, see, I thought she was going to fill all her asthma uh, things with farts. I thought that'd be much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I would do. Um, and this is where I come to the stage of she has many asthma attacks in this movie. Yeah. Here's what I say to people who suffer asthma. Take a big breath.
0: You are Just an idiot. Take a deep breath. You're an idiot.
1: So, Claire arrives home, sees Marlene... Has an asthma, um, has but an asthma, has an asthma thing in her bag, because
0: yeah. that's where, like, yeah. she always has one with her, so... And she has asthma. She has
1: puffers, like, all over the house. Yeah, but they're all she empty. She doesn't want to be caught short. No. Nah. Um, and...
0: So, she passes out. The ambulance comes. They take her. She almost dies. Yeah. There's a
1: confrontation.
0: As she goes in... And so, Peyton's helping with dinner. Yes. This is a great scene that she comes in and punches her straight in the Amazing. fucking face. Yeah. And she smashes her backwards over the table. Yeah. This is how we like do not Like, you don't get to see women just punch each other in the face yeah. very often. It's always, like, hair pulling or slapping. It was, I enjoyed that. Okay, cool. But Peyton fights back.
1: Clay runs up to Madeline Zima's room and tells her to lock herself in the room and don't come out until I come back. And yeah, basically the husband breaks his legs. Yeah, um, he's fucking useless. So he's this whole movie. so fucking useless. Oh,
0: <laughs> be a man. Yeah, be a man. Man up. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and <sighs> Madeline's mum is locked in the room, so it's just Claire and Peyton having a good old fashioned fight.
0: I love it. Um, it's like the movie, have you seen the obsession movie with Beyonce? No, um, it's good. No, it's bad, okay. but Beyonce and Ali Lada have a oh, full on fistfight there, and it's great. Um, and Beyonce says, get out my house, bitch! It's really good. Basically,
1: it ends with, uh, <laughs> Madeline is a bit of a child genius because mm. she somehow, like, escapes from the nanny and, like, there's, you know, tricks her.
0: She takes the baby and then, like, puts the monitor there. But yeah. I don't know if she did it or if Solomon Sol- did So Solomon's back. He's, say- he's following them. He's following is them, which is not fine. Not creepy, yeah.
1: He wants to prove that he's
0: not a child molester.
1: So he Does starts he? following them.
0: <laughs> and only the little girl knows he's yeah. got- <laughs> It's not. He wants to prove it, yeah. so he follows the little girl. Yeah, obviously. Um, <sighs> it all ends up in the attic. Uh,
1: Solomon's there, Claire's there, Peyton's there. And
0: Solomon's holding the baby. Yes. And that, so then he doesn't get involved in the fight, even yep. when Claire's about to be murdered. Yep. He's just, like, sitting yep. there with the baby. Yep. But Claire fakes an asthma attack. Mm, clever. So, uh, clever? Yep.
1: <laughs> you know what she has? She has Madeline emphysema.
2: Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes!
0: Yes! 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 <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, so then she tackles her and pushes her out the window and pa- beautiful Peyton flies in the air and impales on a fence. Yes.
1: The same fence Solomon spent eight months building. It's the same fence that they impale themselves on in The Virgin Suicides as well.
0: <laughs> it's always the same fence. Always the same. The White Picket fence. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I did cry at the end. Why'd you cry? Because. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the whole way through the movie, Solomon's not allowed to hold the baby. Oh. And so at the end, she's like, you should hold the baby and then he's like so happy and I cried. You fucking weirdo. And also did you notice that there's no investigation into Marlene's death? Yep. Nope. There's no police like I th- I
1: think Ma- Marlene is still in the greenhouse to this day. Yes, I think she's They're too. like, you know what? We did spend a while building this, but now it's Do you know Marlene what plants love
0: is fertilizer? <laughs> is, you know, I think this is what Marlene would want. <laughs>
1: Later. The end of another episode. Valentine's Day is coming to an end. Yeah, drinking cider and a Pepsi I'm Max. Drinking, oh, a drinking a mango beer. beer. Oh, sorry, mango beer. It's delicious. The sun is setting. It
0: is. It's beautiful. And we're, and we're
1: together. <laughs> Aren't we lucky? <laughs> Who did you think you were going to spend the day with when the sun sets on Valentine's Day 2015? You,
0: obviously. Yeah.
1: You, you know what? Do you have your 1999 diary? I think it's predicted in that. <laughs> it probably is. Do you know that I have never, ever in my life received a valentine's day card
0: i don't think people give them do they i don't think i don't remember getting one You tell
1: me do they
0: (gasps) what is that oh my god it's a valentine's card your handwriting this looks a bit creepy (laughs) is there's a death note it's not a death note
1: i got you a valentine's day card (laughs) because i'm a nice person
0: (laughs) happy valentine's day to the man i love Mm -hmm. I'm so lucky having you to love. You know me better than anyone. Mm. You accept all my little quirks and moods, and that is no small feat. Mm, You make me feel capable and smart, funny and kind, Mm. important, Mm. even beautiful. Sometimes. And I'm not the only one whose life is better because of you. You're a man with a good heart, (laughs) the type of guy that people respect and admire for doing the right thing and being true to his word. What the fuck is this? Who is this meant for? It's you. It's for you. I know, love. but then inside it says, "So here I am on Valentine's Day, feeling incredibly lucky and very proud to be the one who gets to call you my love." And then you've written, "To Dad, Happy Valentine's Day." Beck,
1: plugs. Do you have anything to plug? You you started being a columnist Ugh. for the Lifted brow. No, no. Kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. <laughs>
0: Same difference. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry, let's do that again. Yeah. Rebecca, <laughs> you've
1: started being a columnist <laughs> for Quadrant,
0: <laughs> for Reader's Digest.
1: Oh my god! What's sort the of column? Is it?
0: Um, it is a LGBTQI and feminism column. Oh, you're kidding? <laughs> Are you surprised? <laughs> yes. What did you expect it to be on? Fucking Marxism? Motoring. Motoring and Marxism. Yep, it's my next column. Yeah, so that's once a fortnight. Yeah. There'll be one coming out this Thursday. You're still doing SBS stuff? Yeah, stuff yes. For SBS.
1: And we've got a sort of shortish show weird thing that's coming up on 2SER. I can't give you exact times and dates. But you know what? If you're in Sydney, listen to 2SER. At, At all times. Just in case we in come case on. In we come on and we'll be talking about loads of rubbish.
0: Yes. And we might be doing a Kickstarter to get better equipment.
1: Or... To build a Tonya and Nancy museum in your house. an Australian one. How good would it look up your stairwell? Oh, it would
0: look great. Yeah. (laughs) We can dress Tippy up as Tonya Harding. (laughs) What have you got to plug? Nothing. That 2SDR was my plug. Oh, was it? Okay, sorry.
2: Now
1: now I seem like I've got nothing going on. You do have nothing going on. (laughs) In conclusion, it's time for Julie... (laughs) It's, it's time, time for Oscar It's time, yes it's time Oh it's time <laughs> I'm going to break your chair It's time for
0: Julie, come on It's time, time for Ruska. Oscar It's, it's time, time, yes it's time, it's time Oh it's time. time Penis pig for liberal party <laughs>
1: <laughs> Track like the bad breath My grandma The, the poetry sheet like a motel. Track is like half F- 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 man half a raisin Yo yo yo, yo. Breath. my grandma the the poetry cheap like a motel it track is like a man
2: have a razor